0: Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green, and this week, unfortunately, we are talking about the suspended BCL as all FIBA competitions and most basketball competitions around the globe have been suspended indefinitely uh, due to the current situation with the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak around the world. Uh, Here to talk about that situation a little bit with me as well as some of the Game 2s from the Round of 16 before we got this news is David Hein over in Germany. Dave, a very, very strange week uh, across the world and, you know, of course in our own little world of basketball.
1: Yeah, um it's a uh, it's amazing how much can change in a week. You know, we were talking last week, you know, hopefully these games are even played and and now, you know, basically all sports and in some places like Italy, entire life is is shut down. So it's uh it's really crazy how how much a week can uh, can impact life. So uh, but you know we have to deal with it as as it comes, and uh, and obviously we will, and uh, we just kind of fight through it and um, and look for other ways to to be entertained, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, FIBA released a statement a couple days ago saying that the BCL and all other FIBA competitions would be suspended as of Friday, March thirteenth. FIBA will continue to monitor the situation on a daily basis and evaluate all the options for the continuation or not continuation of the various competitions. And yeah, it's, it's a very rapidly evolving situation. Of course, as we all know, uh, Dealing with uh, the coronavirus in in various countries around the world and uh, everybody starting to realize that it's a very, you know, quickly evolving situation. The NBA is suspended for at least 30 days. So right now the BCL is just in wait and see mode. And yeah, we'll we'll see how things look in a you know in a couple days, couple weeks, things could look very different, as Dave said. Um, But just as a reminder, the BCL Final Four was scheduled for the first week of May, which is about one and a half months from right now. Uh, So that is a little bit off in the future. Um, Maybe you know maybe the uh, the competition you know can resume relatively soon, but we'll see how things go in the coming weeks. Uh, Dave, I guess outside of coronavirus situation, it was, it was a pretty fascinating week overall in the Bcl, right? like even even before we got to this point, just the games themselves.
1: Yeah, um, you know I mean if, if you if you think of it purely from a organizational standpoint and you're looking forward, um, I think it's good that we have so many uh, sorry for those to the, to the fans of those teams that were eliminated but I think it's good that we already have six of the eight quarterfinalists that we really quote only have the two um, uh, you know round of 16 series to be finished off uh, some of those sweeps were more expected or or the uh, and some less expected um, as we'll talk about. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it was it was a it was a pretty pretty entertaining week. Um, even though uh, I'm sure, and and we actually do that with our uh, in the interview a little bit with uh, Linos Linos uh, from Ike, um, what it's like to be playing in front of uh, no fans. Um, you know, and so, uh, but you know, the games were obviously broadcast and so we were able to able chance to uh, see the games. So, but yeah, some, some good action and, and it leaves, it leaves you, you know, waiting and, and, uh, looking forward to, to the BCL when it, when it does re- resume.
0: Yeah. So make sure you guys go to the official website, championsleague.basketball.com. Uh, during this break and, and there you'll find all the latest news and updates uh, if the situation evolves if there's anything new that's happening uh, it'll be on the website and also there will be some writing and podcasts and stuff like that going up in the meantime um, as we as we wait to find out what's going to happen with the rest of the season uh, of course everyone you know kind of stay safe Regardless of where you are uh, out in the world, hopefully, this, uh, you know, hopefully everything's kind of a little bit under control in a few weeks or a month or two, and we can kind of resume life uh, as normal. Uh, but yeah, for now, let's talk about some of the game twos from the round of 16.
1: Then reverse it around, and here comes Djordjevic. Now, screen being set from Dizidon. Have it on in the inside, finds November. Moemba trying to get that space, finishes it off. Up. The foul. Well, the crowd are up. They wanted the foul to be called. He just bit on the fake here,
2: tried to come from behind.
0: Dave, let's start with a very surprising outcome in Belgium with Ostend beating Tenerife 75-69, to 69. To extend that series, this, I think, was the series that we and everybody else looked at as probably the most obvious sweep coming in, where you have the powerhouse, Tenerife, and Ostend, who were good this season, for sure, but struggled to put points on the board and just typically aren't in the same class as Tenerife. That wasn't the case this week. They were able to get the win, contain Marcelinho Huertas. Jean-Marc Wema had a great game. Uh, Dave, what, what did you see from the Belgian side?
1: So you didn't have uh, you didn't have Ostend take w- winning this game? <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: not in the slightest.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, right. Um, I mean, defense. You know, won this game. You know, they. You know, the one. Of, you know, for for those who have been listening to the show the entire season, you know, one of the one of the worries. Uh, you know, you should have uh, with Tenerife. Uh, the entire year has been the three-point shooting, and they only shot 30%, 7 of 23, and, and it's going to be hard to win games if you only shoot uh, 30% um, uh, in any game from three-point range. Um yeah, they, you know, yeah, you and and then you know, Ostend they shot a, a pretty solid forty-one percent, and 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 another thing is is also you know Ostend uh, with the players that they that they haven't had, you know, that you know uh, they they lost some players also Amar Amarsilla, obviously they're they're highly talented uh, um, Senegal uh, player uh, went down uh, I think three and a half minutes in the game and now he's out uh, looks like for the rest of the season with a serious knee injury. Uh, but you know, they honkered down on defense uh, the last four minutes. Tenerife only scored two points and uh were able to to get, as you said, the, the the surprising victory.
0: Yeah, great defense in this game from Ostend. Tenerife were unable to score twenty points in any of the four quarters, which is pretty incredible when you think about how potent this offense has been throughout the season with uh, Huertas running the show with guys like Saline and uh, Danny Diaz bombing three-pointers and Georgie Shermadini dominating inside. And Shermadini had another big game, 19 points. He only played 20 minutes in this one, though. And Marcelinho Huertas, after scoring 15 points in the first quarter alone of Game 1, he only had 7 points in this one, 1 of 5 from the field, 4 assists compared to 3 turnovers. So one of his worst games of the season uh, came at a great time for Ostend as they were able to get the win and push that series to a Game 3. The winner of that series will face Zaragoza in the quarterfinals. Zaragoza beat Liet Cabellas. 90 to 88 on the road in lithuania to complete the sweep this was after they won by nine points at home in spain uh dave this is you know this was a matchup where we expected Zaragoza to come out on top uh but lead cabela's made it made it difficult on them
1: yeah i mean they were they were winning this game uh kind of thought you know looked like they even had it a little bit of you know in control um you know Sokic was fantastic Dimja, fantastic uh three point shooting you know just out of you know out of this world both teams uh huge game by Jane uh, Jason Thompson uh with with the yeah. with the 13 points uh seven rebounds four offensive rebounds and really that offensive rebound uh th- those offensive rebounds really really kind of uh, turned the tide i guess you know you look at um, uh, it was a thirty-one to nineteen rebound uh, total, and uh, they had ten offensive rebounds to just two for Elite Cabelas, and uh, and that was that went to uh, eleven to four advantages on the um, second chance points. So a game by two, decided by two points, uh, where you look at eleven to four advantage on second second ha- uh, second chance points off rebounds. You know that's a that's a big big uh, deciding factor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about Javier Justiz, the Zaragoza center, who suffered a season-ending injury toward the end of the regular season. And we wondered how Zaragoza were going to be able to make up for that loss. Uh We asked DJ Sealy about it and he was like, man, right now, like, we don't know, like we don't, you know, that's a, that's a big hole to fill. Uh Signing Jason Thompson, I think was a great move for them. Like you mentioned, huge game tonight, five of six from the free throw line, which is really important from your big man when you can get them to, to shoot at that mm-hmm. level. Uh That, that certainly helps, especially in a very tight game like this one where they win by two points. Uh, Sealy was scoreless in this one. So for Zaragoza to still be able to get the win on the road with him going scoreless is pretty impressive. Nicolas Brusino picked up the slack in that department. 21 points, five of seven from the three point line, uh, also had five steals. So great time for Brusino to step up and help Zaragoza get into the quarterfinals. Next up, let's go to the Czech champions. Nimberg have been dominating teams all season. Uh, they beat Bandirma eighty-six to seventy-two in game two to advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, Dave, this this was another series where we were very excited coming in. Bandirma had some financial problems, lost most of their imports and and top-tier players, uh, and again went with the youngsters against a uh, much more experienced and uh, overall better Nimberg team.
1: It would have been fun to have seen this series with a full strength bandirma squad. Uh, once you saw Terry Smith and and uh, you know everybody else uh, leave, you saw that they weren't going to be playing. Uh, the other guys that were still left on the team, Kalinowski and Pruitt, you knew that this was going to be an enormous task for these guys to these kids um to to do uh to get it done and um i mean you look at you know Alperin uh sangun you know 25 points uh on 10 of 18 shots 13 rebounds seven of those offensive uh but just no match with uh with the class that that Nimberg have um that being said, an absolutely amazing opportunity for for these these young players, uh, for Banderma um, to 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 be playing. You know, big time minutes in, in against a big time. You know, this is a Final Four. Uh, you know, this is this is a BCL. Uh, you know, definitely one of the favorites. You know, you, at, with Nimbuk, Um, and you're you're able to play. You're able to put up 25 and, and 13 in whatever minutes. I don't I don't have the minutes in front of me. Uh, you know what a, what an opportunity for a guy like Sangun and, and all these other youngsters to be able to play and get that much uh, experience in a big time competition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Nimberg move on to the quarterfinals where they set up a powerhouse matchup where Nimberg will face Ike, the champions of the Basketball Champions League, a couple seasons ago. They beat Bond 90-86 to on the road to win that series. They also won Game 1 92-85, uh, so pretty similar scoreline in both games. In this one, Keith Langford was huge for Ike, 25 points. Marcus Slaughter was an absolute animal in the paint uh, for Ike, 17 points, nine rebounds, five of those offensive as he helped Ike get the win on the road. Dave, uh, the German side, you know, this. both games were close. Uh, they had the lead in the fourth quarter in game one. Uh, so it's probably, you know, they, they had the lead entering the fourth quarter of this one as well uh, before Ike outscored them. So uh, th- this has to be a tough loss for the German side
1: obviously uh uh, you mentioned slaughter 17 and 9 17 points he had 19 points in the last six games combined just to give you an idea how much production uh unexpected production let's say um and 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 one one guy you didn't mention was Nikos Kikas. uh obviously had had the injury in his first game since since mid-january um Scored uh, eight points in nine minutes, eight straight points early in the fourth quarter uh, when when Ike was kind of looking for an offensive spark. A huge, um, you know, little spurt there for, for Geekas. Um, you know, we talked about this also in the interview with Um, You know, this is a team that looked so, you know... Uh, almost in turmoil, you know. Are they even going to make the playoffs? You know, you looked at uh, Saint Rose leaving. You Langford was hurt. Geekas was hurt. You know, and they were bringing in these guys that you know you didn't know. You know how quick they were going to be able to turn around. They lost three games in a row, and 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 now Geekas is back. Lankford is, uh, you know, has been putting up, uh, 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 you know, his usual production. You know, you look at what Kendrick Ray did last week. You know, back down to let's say back down to his you know sort of normal, you know. Okay, three points is probably not what what necessarily normal, but you know just the role player. Like you know, last week, he was, uh, you know, he 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 basically was a huge factor carrying them to that victory. And then you have, you know, slaughter and and Geek is, uh picking up the slack this time. So, um, you know, this is back to sc- sort of the scary team. It obviously, looks a little bit different uh, without Saint Ruse, Let's say at the top of it, but you know, Geek is coming back is 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 a big big factor, if nothing else, just to give you know good quality uh, rest to a guy like Jesus, uh, who who you know as great as he's as he's been, you know he's still getting up there in age. To go to that low post, but defensive foul. He's going to chase it down. He's got Johnson with him. Finds him. Johnson goes up high. 13 on the game for Johnson takes off.
0: On the other side of the bracket, Turk Telecom advanced to the quarterfinals. They won the all-Turkish matchup with Besiktas. They won Game Two, 84 to 66. Nick Johnson was phenomenal in this game. 27 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds as Turk Telecom really put this game away in the second quarter. Besiktas hung tough early, but uh, Turk Telecom 17-4 run in the second quarter to break this game open. Uh, Dave, this has been one of the best teams in the competition throughout the season. Uh, Probably shouldn't be much of a surprise that they swept their Turkish rivals, right?
1: No, no, also kind of similar to Bandirma, you know, with the, with the, uh, you know, the departures that Besiktas was, was dealing with. Uh, McKissick was the, was the, the latest one. They just didn't have the, you know, the weapons to, to deal with a team like Turk Telecom, you know, also, you know, shooting 21% from three point range and going to help, uh, get it, get a victory. But man, talk about you know I, I gotta mention Ugo Savas, you know twenty three points eight rebounds five assists two blocks, um you know the guy's been around for so long, uh you know as as a youth as a youth basketball guy, um you know I remember actually when he was in the youth uh, Turkish national teams, and to see him put up this production was just um you know turning back the uh, the years that, you know quite a while, but, you know, he, he was fantastic, you know, as, 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 as much as you might want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, whatever, make fun of him or, you know, be, you know, be humored, uh, that, that, you know, Savas is, is, is still doing it, but man, it was fantastic. Uh, but obviously just not enough firepower and, and Turk telecom, as you said, you know, um, uh, expectedly going, uh, going with the sweep.
0: All right, so Turk Telecom will be in the quarterfinals. They await the winner of Nizhny versus Dijon. That game, that series is going to a game three after Nizhny won at home, eighty-eight to seventy-nine, to tie the series at one apiece. Big game in this one for Terrell Parks as he had the double double with fourteen points and 10 rebounds anton Estepkovich and brandon brown also uh with some good efforts on the offensive end to keep nizhny in this one uh dave what what went wrong for dijon though on the other side of this why couldn't they pull off the sweep
1: uh, i i i think it was they weren't able to to stop the the nizhny offense you uh you know Evgeny uh, babarin had 22 point 6 threes uh they shot 70 Seventy-one point nine percent on twos, a very respectable forty-one percent on three-point uh, from three-pointers, uh, and then also we're out rebounded thirty-six to twenty. Um, so, you know, they just you know a weren't able to slow slow down the or or stop. Let's say the the Nizhny, uh, uh offense, and then also you know we're you know weren't able to to get the offensive rebounds. They turned twelve offensive rebounds into fifteen second chance points. Uh, so, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea about trans, you know, what the, what the, what the trip to Nizhny Novgorod was like for them. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we had talked about them, you know, saying that that was the trip that they definitely didn't want to have. And, um, so I I think it was more that Nizhny, you know, really took it to Dijon and and won this game. Then then Dijon uh, losing it.
0: Yeah. So this one will go to a game three. The winner will face Turk Telecom in the quarterfinals. Moving down to the bottom of the bracket, Hapoel Jerusalem are in the quarterfinals after beating the Greek club Peristeri. Jerusalem won game two, seventy nine to seventy three, on the road in Greece. This was a weird game. They, uh, they actually led by as many as 20 points in the second quarter, but then Jerusalem only scored seven in the third as Peristeri were able to climb back into it. Uh, Jerusalem eventually able to put things away and escape Greece with the win. Uh, Dave, what, what were your thoughts on this one and uh, you know, Peristeri making it interesting after some early struggles?
1: Yeah, and they and they actually were close to making it even tighter in that fourth quarter again. Uh, a, a missed layup, and there was a, a bad inbounds pass, I think, in the final minute uh, that ter- ended up being a turnover. Which I think, if they had been able to score, it would have been a four-point game or something. If I'm not mistaken, um, you know, you you look at the three-point shooting, fifteen percent, four of twenty-six. Uh, and, and, and also 22 offensive rebounds only turning that into 17 second chance points. Um, you know, that's, that's not enough. You need to get more out of, I mean, 17 second chance points isn't bad, but if you look at 22 offensive rebounds, you really kind of need to get more production out of that. And, you know, just, just the fact that, um, you know, 15% from three point range, that ain't going to do it. Jacobin, Brown, uh, Feldin, Thomas, obviously, you know, those are three of the the biggest names uh, in the entire competition. And they were fantastic uh, uh, for, for Jerusalem.
0: Yeah, so Jerusalem advanced to the quarterfinals where they will play San Pablo Burgos. The Spanish team are the only lower seed to have advanced thus far. They were the number three seed from group B playing Dinamo Sassari the number 2 seed in group A. Burgos won game 2 at home 95 to 80. This was another very weird situation where Sassari it wasn't sure if they were going to play the game or not, if they were going to stay in Spain, if they were going to return to Italy. They eventually played uh without fans. Burgos get the win uh Vitor Benite, Earl Clark, you know, these these guys uh, who had helped them get game one on the road in Italy, they stepped up again. Yaziel Rivero had a great game. For Cesari, Deshaun only five points, 0 of 8 from the field. Uh, He was an MVP candidate throughout most of the season. He struggled in game one. We expected him to have a bounce back game in game two. That didn't happen. Uh, obviously understandable, considering some very bizarre circumstances uh, that this game was, was being played under. Uh, so, Dave, what, what did you think about the Spanish side You know, getting the win, moving one step closer to the Final Four and, and setting up a high-powered match with Jerusalem, who they actually played in Group B in the regular season?
1: Impressive. Um, especially, you know, you knew I mean Cesari came in and had actually a seventeen point lead in the first quarter and um and Burgos just chipped away at it right away and, and then uh you know used used their uh rebounding uh advantage forty to twenty two, uh thirteen to three offensive rebounds and uh you know that just you know thirty six twenty two points in the paint, all of it looks you know, you go to uh, that matchup in the paint and, and Clark and Rivera were, were unbelievable. Uh, and then you had guys like uh, Bassas and, and uh, Benite who were just shooting from the outside. Um, just uh, uh, an impressive victory by, by, by Burgos, especially when you look at the fact that they were down by 17, um, you know, in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, so just to recap, we have six teams in the quarterfinals right now. Zaragoza, they await the winner of Tenerife versus Ostend. Then we will have Nimberg versus Ike. Turk Telecom await the winner of Dijon versus Nizni. And then Hapoel Jerusalem versus San Pablo Burgos in the last quarterfinal matchup uh, in what is sure to be an incredibly high-scoring and fun series or game to watch depending on what happens there uh dave any any final thoughts on these games before we go to overtime
1: no let's go overtime
0: all right five topics from around the league first up stat of the week i'll go first for this one my stat dave is 100 that is 100 days without a loss for (laughs) Nimberg. so (laughs) Nimberg have not lost since december 3rd And with everything being shut down, uh, that day streak will just continue to rise and rise. So that's my stat of the week. What you got, Dave?
1: I like that. Uh, I'm going to... I'm trying to figure out. I have two. And um, I'll go with this one. I like that. That's very impressive. And I think that's going to go to at least, what, 130? 160? Depending depending what happens. Um, I'm gonna go with zero. Um, and that is the number of victories from uh, by Besiktas in four uh round of sixteen appearances in the Basketball Champions League uh, playoffs. Uh, one Ouch. one draw and seven defeats. Um, so Besiktas for a fourth consecutive year failed to get uh out of the first round of the the playoffs to get to the quarterfinals. So zero uh, with zero victories in four years. So not a very good, uh, yours was 100 of 100, 101 days of joy and, and uh, yeah, zero chances of joy for Besiktas in that, uh, in the BCL round of 16.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough luck for the, uh, the Istanbul team. Next up surprise of the week. I'm going to go with the obvious one. Ostend beating Tenerife. In Game 2, I never would have predicted that. Definitely thought Tenerife were going to get the sweep and advance to the quarterfinals. So that's my surprise of the week. What do you got, Dave?
1: I'm going to actually go with Sasari losing uh, because we both picked them to win that – not only win that game, but to still win the series. Yep. Um, cool. And so and – fig- and I figured since you would probably take Ostend if you went first, so – I had one I had one waiting uh, but yeah I mean like I said we both picked so sorry to still in the series and um that's why they play the games
0: All right next topic the eliminated team that we will miss the most I'm going to go with, with Sassari on this one. Uh, the Italians were really fun to watch throughout the season. They were championship contenders. They they had a very tough draw in the round of 16 to come up against a, a good Borgo's team. Uh, probably the most difficult draw for a number one or a number two seed in the round of 16. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm going to miss Sassari. DeShawn Pierre was amazing. Uh, Dwayne Evans was great. I love watching Marco Spisu, The head coach, Gianmarco Posecco, is, is a fun and very talented coach. So, yeah, I'm going to miss the Italian club and uh, especially those lime green jerseys. Uh, what about you, Dave?
1: I'm going to go with, with uh, Telecom Basket Spawn. You know, this was one of the stranger stories in general. You know, they were you know playing so well in the BCL and playing so bad in the – uh, in the uh, in the in the BBL in Germany, um, had the coaching change, uh, you know, Brandon Fraser, uh, Kenny Jones, Breunig, uh, you know, they bring in Alec Brown, uh, you know, just this was a just a, a Simmons, you know, shooting on the outside. Um, it was just uh so much fun watching this team play, um, and and somehow found ways to lose, um, and. uh you know, just couldn't get by Ike in, in really two games. You know, we we talked about last week that was a heartbreaker, um, and then this one we did, just weren't able to to uh, to 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 take the ball away from from uh, from Ike. Ike had seven turnovers, and you can't you you have to get the ball back from uh, 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 from the other team if you're going to win. So um and, and but it was a fun ex- exciting. You know, team with great a- athleticism, um, you know, inside-outside game. Uh, so, yeah, Telecom, basketball.
0: All right. Next up, the Game 2 MVP. I'm going to go with Nick Johnson from Turk Telecom. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, played 35 minutes in that game. Just an all-around awesome performance. He's been great this entire season for turk telecom who have been one of the best teams uh so i'm I'm gonna go with nick johnson in their big win over turkish rival besiktas who's your round of 16
1: game two mvp i'm gonna go earl clark from burgos um not only at the offensive end 22 points 10 of 15 shooting five offensive uh, five rebounds but also playing uh, some some really good defense on Deshaun Pierre, uh, Pierre uh, you know, didn't make a basket. Pierre, oh, of eight from the field, five points, only five free throws. Um, and obviously, you know, like you mentioned, this is one of the you know MVP candidates for a while as well. Um, and Clark did it at both ends, also hitting some really tough baskets. Um, so uh, Earl Clark is my pick.
0: Yeah, very deserving, for sure. And the last topic, the round of 16, Game 3 that we are most excited for. Assuming both of these games still happen, we will have Nizhny versus Dijon. And my pick for this one, I'm going to go with Tenerife hosting Ostend in Game 3. That one's going to be fascinating because you have Tenerife, who looked like championship contenders and favorites, potentially throughout the entire season. Every year in the BCL, they are looking to win the entire competition as they did in the first season of the Basketball Champions League when they lifted the trophy. This is a team with very high expectations. Ostend, not so much. You know, a younger, scrappier team. Um, A lot of people maybe thought they would just be happy to be in the playoffs, but they're trying to to win and advance as far as they can, maybe follow in the footsteps of Antwerp, their fellow Belgian club, last season. So I'm really excited to see how Tenerife do against Ostend in Game 3. Tenerife averaged 80 points per game this season, only scored 69 against Ostend in Game. Two, uh so that that one's going to be a fascinating one uh Dave what do you got for this
1: I don't think that's going to be much of a game to be honest I think that Tenerife if you I kind of like kind of think of it as the game one last season in the round of 16 um uh against Partheas where they lost by 12 in uh in uh in Greece and that 12 point Deficit was gone after whatever it was, like five minutes or something like that. They just basically just punched Prometheus in the face, and uh, and I kind of think that's going to be the same thing that's going to happen uh, against uh, against us. And I'm going to go the other one. I'm going to go Nizni uh, going to Dijon, and and uh, because I picked Nizni, and they're still there, they could still uh, uh, knock off Dijon. Um, and uh, and uh, so you know that that game one was so bad for disney and then they played they played pretty well they didn't play unbelievably well um so i and i think that uh it's going to be much tighter of a game three and so that's why i'll pick that one plus there's the uh uh the the added nugget that i did pick uh disney to win that uh to win that series
0: yeah for sure that'll be a very good one as well All right, so that's it for Overtime. Coming up next, we have Dave's interview with Linos Crisikopoulos from Ike. Dave and I will catch you on the other side to wrap things up. Over to Crisikopoulos, his third three-pointer
1: of the first quarter. Dribbles between his bag, puts it up from deep. Oh, my, that was a thing of beauty. Crisikopoulos, again, yes! He's on fire tonight, folks. All right, so on the show this week, we have uh, Linos Krizikopoulos uh, from Ike, Athens. Uh, Linos, thanks for taking some time.
2: It's a pleasure for me.
1: First off, congratulations on reaching the quarterfinals. Uh, Ike beat uh, Telecom Basket Spawn in game two. Uh, maybe, maybe just start with uh, some of the keys to, the, to winning game two.
2: Okay, we knew from the start that uh, Telecom uh, was a really talented team uh, in offense. And uh, our main goal for this uh, series uh, was uh, to control their, uh, their talent, like to stop uh, transition and their main weapons uh, in uh, offense. I think in uh, the biggest percentage we succeeded uh, to do it and that's why we, we qualified with uh, 2-0.
1: Uh, speaking of 2 zero, how how important was it for for the team to to finish the series in two games?
2: Yeah, uh, it's really important because uh, for us the last two months uh, was uh, really was really tiring, let's say, uh, for us, and uh, that's why we want to finish. Uh, with this uh series the quickest uh, possible and uh, so we have time to rest because also in our team we have guys that uh, they really need uh, to rest uh
1: game two came after after winning game one you were you were losing going into the fourth quarter and uh bond was yeah. playing playing really well um Maybe what what do you see as the turning point of the of the game in in game one?
2: Uh, in the locker room, we said that we are not uh, following uh, our plan. We were letting uh, we were letting them to feel comfortable, and uh, that was the biggest mistake that you could do with a team um, like uh, Bon. Uh, all twelve players of them they are really talented; they can score, and uh, as we saw, it, for them. Uh, a key player in those two games was a player that wasn't playing that much like Saibu, uh, that make the biggest uh, damage uh, to us. So this one we said to to the locker room to be tougher in defense and put our bodies more and uh, be more aggressive in defense. Uh,
1: we we noticed that Howard St. Ruse was uh, at, the, at the first round, uh, at the first game uh against Bonn. uh he was in athens uh csk moscow was playing uh Panathinaikos the next day uh, what did you think about him coming to the game did he talk to you guys at all
2: of course of course he came in the locker room after the end of the game he stayed with us uh like being uh still, like being still uh, a part of our team uh for me it was uh, really having fun uh, being a teammate with uh with him.
1: He he was he was um probably one of the leading contenders for the MVP of the league before he left. Uh and and he and he wrote a long letter to you know to the Ike fans and, and um maybe just uh how did the club react to him leaving?
2: Okay, it was a tough month uh, for us uh, when he left, but uh, the coming of uh, Nikos Zisis I think, was the most uh, crucial moment. It came, it came to the team the most crucial moment uh, for us, and uh, that's why uh, the gap that uh, let's say the gap that uh, Sandro left to the team, uh, let's say, that closed the. Uh, Best, or in the best
1: possible uh, way that could happen. Yeah, there's actually a lot of change because right when uh, Saint Rose left, uh, Langford got hurt, Gikas got hurt. Uh, you mentioned Jesus yeah, came uh, in, uh, so did Jure Grant, and uh, also uh, Vladimir Jankovic. Um, you guys ended up losing three games in a row, and 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 just caught yourself at the end. Um, you know, maybe maybe just talk about that whole. You know, transition of a of a team, you know, where where San was playing even forty minutes in some games, and and you were so reliant on Langford to really a, a a totally different team in in really just two or three weeks.
2: Yeah, but uh we are also a team with uh, a talented team in offense, I believe, and uh, we're really working hard in the in the court. So. Was not was was not so difficult to find uh, other ways uh, uh, for for our offense to put the ball in the basket. So yes, as you said, we need the time to how you say to push it. What do you mean push it or
1: to to adjust?
2: Uh, to adjust. It. We need time to we need our time to adjust. But because of the talent of our team, uh, it it uh, happened this. Uh, weekend that everybody
1: was expecting um you, you mentioned you know nico Cises coming in and playing such an important role you know he's had so much you know he's played uh such a, a huge role in in uh greek basketball played with so many great great teams and, and him coming back to ike what did what what do you think what do you uh how much are you enjoying playing with uh with a veteran like him
2: his mindset in uh, the game, his experience, uh, all the way he's playing, all this uh, stuff makes him uh, an amazing uh, teammate. Uh, I I'm, mean, I'm the, the, the how you say the, the calm, the calm, the calm, the calm that, the calmness that he brings uh, in the team uh, in crucial moment is uh, what we need the most uh, in this team, and uh, we are uh, really, really happy to have him with us.
1: You're you're actually from Corfu, which is uh, an island off the coast of northwestern uh, Greece. Maybe just what was basketball like there, and and how did you get uh, how did you get into introduced to the game?
2: Yeah, I mean the level in uh, my island is, is low, and this is something sad because uh, it's an island with a very big uh, population and doesn't deserve to have uh, such a low level. Uh, i was I was really lucky because uh, my coach really believed in me and uh, the coach that i had then and uh, through some uh how say, through some conduct uh, that he had uh she tried to, to push me as much as uh, he could and this is how uh, I introduced myself
1: bust, yeah, and you ended up at at arras um and then yeah. and then when you were eighteen uh you went at, you went to Italy to play for biella yeah yeah, uh you know, maybe just talk about that decision to to leave uh you know your home to go to italy uh at that age of your career
2: i mean it was it was easy. it was easy decision for me because that time. I believe that uh, it could be the, the best uh, option for my career, and uh, because of that, I didn't even think of the moment uh, more. Uh, the rest of the story is uh, a different story, let's say. But uh, that moment for my career, that's why I decided to go in Italy.
1: Yeah, uh, you you played about a season and a half there, and and uh, you know, came maybe not great numbers, but you know, you 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 had a chance to play with some. Yeah you know, some real veterans, you know, you look at Mateo Soronia and, and, and Roberto, as well as, you know, Goran, who was, who played at the World Cup for Slovenia, for Slovenia, um, you know, even, even Jacob Pullen as a rookie. Uh, maybe yeah, what, yeah. what kind of lessons did you learn from those guys?
2: Okay, having Mateo, especially as a teammate, was uh, really a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. He helped me very much, especially with uh, not, not, so much with, uh, in, in in the court, uh, which was also a very big uh, teacher for me, but uh, out of the court, the way he was thinking. And also he stand to me really, really much because it was a really difficult years for me. I mean, I totally played 10, 10 games in one year and a half because of injuries. Yeah. So I feel really happy that uh, especially Mateo was uh, in the team at uh, that moment.
1: And, and why the and why the return to Greece then uh, in in February 2013 to go back to, to Pauk? Why, what was the main decision on that
2: uh, because of the injuries nobody was uh, satisfied uh, <clears throat> especially them especially uh, I can understand the team because uh, they had a big expect- expectation at the time for me and uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't uh, satisfy them uh, I was not uh, satisfied από uh, from uh how you say ιατρική περίθαλψη. their το πώ είναι η ιατρική περίθαλψη. Από το πώ είναι η ιατρική περίθαλψη.
1: Από uh, that you were fighting injuries another two years, and then finally in, yeah. in, in 2015, 16, with uh, Kifasia, you were able to play at least most of the season. Maybe how did that feel to finally, you know, be able to show on the court what you what you want to do?
2: Yeah, yeah. As you said, it was really was for for really really different years, but uh, I mean, uh, as every problem finally ended and uh last year, I'm healthy, and I'm really happy doing what I love the most yeah uh
1: three years at Pauk, and then uh after pretty much right after they released you, you signed a three year deal with Ike uh yeah. why why the uh, long term deal with uh with Ike
2: because uh, because there's a team that they have uh, that they have vision that they wanna succeed. Uh, they want to be again in the elite of uh, European uh, basketball and in Greek uh, basketball. And uh, for me, I believe it was the best uh, choice uh, for what I want to do in my career. Yeah. Uh,
1: during your one season at Kifisia and also the, the last two years at Pauk, your head coach was uh, Ilias Papateodoro, uh who's obviously coach now at IKE. How much of a role did he play in you going to to IKE, and and what do you? what do you like most about him and, and his coaching style
2: yeah he changed the way that uh, most of all what I appreciate and uh, to him is that he made me change the way that I see basketball he, he made me think that if you want to play in the highest level you have to think about basketball 24-7 uh, and that was the main reason why I keep I keep uh, collaborating with him uh, what else? I mean, uh, that's that, that's why I'm with him so so many years because he's pushing me to my limits, and uh, I think this is the only way to become better and better. We
1: we like to have our fans, uh, fans of the BCL, uh, on, on Instagram ask questions, and, and some of the ones that came in for for you, uh, first one is from uh, Tannis, uh, Tannis uh, Fell, and he wants to know your advice for young players who want to be great players in the future?
2: Uh, that, uh, I believe that uh, hard work beats talent. This is, uh, this is my motivation. And I believe that hard work is the only way to succeed in everything, not only in basketball.
1: And Despina uh, P uh, wants to know, who's your basketball idol?
2: I mean, uh, I I raised uh, watching uh, Dimitri Yamadili uh, doing amazing stuff. So he is my he, was and he still is my basketball idol. Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. Um, Rostomos Murkos uh, wants to know as a former player, what's your opinion about the situation going on at Pauk? Uh,
2: I really have no idea, but uh, I really hope. Because it's a big deal for a good basketball history to find out, to find their way back to being healthy as a club.
1: Yeah. Uh, and at James North 8, your opinion about the fans, at uh, uh, about the Ike fans? Obviously, you've played many years against Ike, and now uh, this is your first season with Ike. So, what's your opinion about the, the Ike fans?
2: Uh, my opinion is that every time that they show up, uh, in a big number in our team, they really help us and we never lose until until now with they, with they with them in our, uh, by our side. So I believe that it's a really big help for us, showing uh, them more often, to see them in the court more
1: often. Uh, you, you played uh, a number of years for Greece's youth national teams. Uh, and then at the uh, World Cup t- uh, 2019 European qualifiers, you made your senior national team debut. Maybe what it what did it mean for you to help Hellas uh, reach the World Cup?
2: okay I, I, I believe playing with uh, playing for your national team is the biggest uh, or the biggest honor, and I am not an exception. Uh, for me, it was something unique, and I hope uh, that. I will be able to have more uh, participation with the national team in the future.
1: Yeah, you also played in the in the EuroBasket qualifiers, so uh, maybe that might uh, come to being for sure. Um, this is this is actually your fourth year in the BCL. You played all three years uh, before uh, with Pauk in the in the BCL. What do you what do you think about the development of the league as someone who's been there since the beginning? a
2: okay, uh, new organization and. Uh, as an organization, always there are good and uh, bad stuff. But uh, the the important thing is that uh, year after year they they appear better and better. And uh, as I said, this is the most uh, important thing. And uh, as the, as the staff, uh, how how the staff are looking is that uh, next year also they're gonna be uh, their best season until now.
1: Uh, game two against Bonn was was played with uh, with no fans in the arena because of the uh, coronavirus. Uh, a number of games this week uh, were played behind closed doors. Um, maybe just know Your what? What are your thoughts uh, about uh, about all of this, and, and and maybe what it's like to to play a game with no fans? I
2: mean, it's really sad. Seeing empty stadiums because at the end that that's the reason why we play. But this uh, time in uh, whole world m- m- more important things are happening than uh, basketball. So I believe that uh, an empty gym now is the last thing that we have to worry about.
1: We just heard today that the yeah. that the league was being uh, shut down uh, uh, temporarily. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that?
2: I really hope that uh, this this to uh, end up uh, the quickest possible uh, because it's not so nice uh, seeing terrified people uh, around you.
1: Yeah. Uh, last topic is uh, when the games do return uh, in the quarterfinals. Uh, you have a pretty tough matchup with uh, Nimbrook, who who really have just lost two games this season, also. Uh, beat Tenerife uh, 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 in Spain. Um, you know, maybe just what do you think about the, the matchup that uh, yeah. you have with them? I know you guys just finished off your uh, round of 16, but uh, what are your initial thoughts about Nimbrook? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Nimbrook is a team that uh, has gained the respect of everybody this season. So they are playing uh, really great, they're a really tough team. And uh, for us, it's gonna be, and I believe that it's gonna be a really interesting uh, round.
1: Without giving away too many secrets, what do you what do you think might be uh, a key factor? You know, what what's you know, what do you think you guys really need to do in order to be successful?
2: Uh, I cannot answer this. This uh, I I cannot answer to you to to this because I have no image about them. Uh Uh, I I didn't show them yet. uh, I don't have seen any game of them uh, yet, so that's do that reason even uh, cannot answer.
1: Okay, last last question. Uh, you know, Ike is a is a team that, obviously, has won this, and and uh, you know, uh, going back to a Final Four, you're just one step away. Uh, that being Nimbrook, what would it mean to to help this club get back to the Final Four again?
2: Decision. Uh, the most important goal that we set uh, as a team uh, to play to participate to the final four, so you can understand how important it should be for us uh, this uh, uh, this final four. All
1: right. Actually, I do have one more question for you. Uh, earlier this season, you guys did get did get a, a championship uh, in in winning the Greek Cup. Uh, what was what was that feeling like for you uh, to to uh, to already hoist hoist the trophy? It's
2: very important to it's very important for the team to for, for the club to winning trophies because this is the way how the club is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, so it's really important. We we gain we, we gain also uh, some time to. I have to say to to get better to get better uh you, you understand what I mean like yeah. time yeah okay we get some time to, to to become better i mean in in the worst uh in, in a really tough uh time of uh, year for us when uh, as you said we had many injuries and we had to adjust again in the new ways and uh, that trophy for us was uh position smart, yeah. I
1: think it's All right, it was,
2: and, for, and for us it was vital this uh,
1: trophy. Yeah. All right, well, uh, congratulations on uh, on the Greek Cup. Uh, also, yeah. congratulations on on reaching the Basketball Champions League uh, quarterfinals. Hopefully, we see you and the rest of Ike uh, very soon. Hopefully, everything calms down. Uh, Linos Christy uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. And uh, thank you and, and uh, yep, stay safe
2: okay it was a pleasure
0: to see you all right thanks again to Lino's chrissy Kopoulos for joining us on this week's show thanks to all the fans on Instagram who submitted some questions for the interview uh Dave what what did you take away from that
1: you know i uh we we talked last week to Marcelino Huertas about all of the great coaches that he's played for over the years and to 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 see or to kind of think about the the the, the relationship of the uh, the development of the relationship between a player and coach um with him and uh coach Papa Deodoro um you know coaching him at uh, at uh, and then for the last 2 years at Pauk and then joining forces um, at Ike step up for both. Uh, I just thought that was really, uh, really interesting. Um, you know, that, that that's another way of, uh, of, a, of, 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 a, of a coach and player relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And In- interesting stuff there. Uh, thanks again to Linos for joining us on this week's show. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure you guys go to the official website, championsleague.basketball, for all of the latest news and updates, uh, particularly as it relates to the season being suspended and when it might return. Uh, It's going to be a a day-by-day, week-by-week situation, but there should be some news at some point. You'll find that on the official website. In the meantime, some of our writers, Deacon Lloyd-Smith, Igor Jerkovich, David... Dave himself, they'll be doing some articles and we'll have some podcasts coming out for you over the next few weeks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at basketball CL, go to the champions league YouTube page to watch all of the highlights and full games from this season. And yeah, that's going to do it for the show. Everybody just kind of stay safe out there. Uh, Dave, any,
1: any final words you said at the end, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, you know, be sensible, you know. Don't, uh, you know. We, everybody needs to work together to, um, to, to get us past this as quick as as we hope, as we all hope. Um, you know, we, you know, we. Everybody has to, uh, you know, really. Just be a little, little more aware. Just be a little bit of, con- you know, conscious about what you're doing. You know, what situation you're putting yourself in, and knowing that it's not just you that might be affected, but, but, but others around you. So, but everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, for basketball, you know, maybe that's something we could talk about the next couple of weeks. How we live without basketball. Hey, man, there's all those. Uh, there's all the games this year. You know, go back. And that's uh, and 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 watch some of the some of the best ones and uh and uh, to 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 get your uh, bcl fix
0: yeah well said and dave and i will catch you again next week so that's it for this week's episode of bcl coast to coast thanks again to linos chrissikopoulos for joining us for david hein over in germany my name is austin green and we'll talk to you next week